taught us to love one another. His law, his love, and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we with all our hearts we praise his holy name Now you can open your pew Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. Page 935 in your pew Bibles, or if you have a large print, it's in the New Testament, page 80. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Starting with verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. And he went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Continuing with verse 8. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known to them what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, she treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for gathering us here. We ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us this Christmas Eve. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power and your grace. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So those of you who are here on Sunday know that I have a favorite gospel, and my favorite gospel happens to be the Gospel of Luke. I just absolutely love the Gospel of Luke. It's the one I would read every day if I was going to stick to just one book. But I love the Gospel of Luke because he begins his gospel by saying that he has set out to write an orderly account about all of the events that have happened, and he does a remarkable job doing this because what we need to know about the author of the Gospel of Luke is that Luke was not one of Jesus' disciples. He was not one of Jesus' followers. He wasn't with Jesus during Jesus' life and his ministry. But after Jesus died and then rose again, Luke heard about Jesus and he needed to know more. So he set out to investigate what had happened. He started interviewing people. He started asking people questions. He wanted to write down all of the information that he could because he needed to find out more about who Jesus was, why he came to be, and how he even came to be. So Luke's gospel is even a little bit different than all the rest. And I noticed one thing about Luke's gospel, and that is that when Luke must have been interviewing people, asking questions about what they knew about Jesus, it's pretty clear to me that Luke made sure to ask the women, because if you want to know what's going on, you got to ask who? The women. If you want to know all of the details, and not just men, we love you, but you can be so brief about details. Uh, but, you know, sometimes when you want to know all the details, you need to make sure to ask the women. Well, Luke understood that, and so Luke, I'm pretty sure, asked the women. But the one thing that really caught my attention this year as we opened up this text from Luke, the one thing that caught my attention that, that made me think even more was the second-to-last verse that we read tonight. The second-to-last verse says, But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Which makes me wonder, how did Luke know that Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart? How did he know this unless maybe, just maybe, Luke got the information about the birth narrative of Jesus? Luke got the information straight 
from Mary because Mary was still with all of the disciples after Jesus died and rose again. Mary was still with all of them. And if Luke's going around asking the women all of these questions, it is more than possible that he actually got the information about how Jesus was born straight from Mary herself, which means that Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2 are being told to us from Mary through Luke. And isn't that amazing? When you wonder why Luke goes into so much more detail about the birth narrative than any of the other Gospels, it's because he's actually getting the information straight from the source. He knows that Mary had to walk and ride on a donkey and walk and ride on a donkey and walk and ride on, the, on a donkey when she was nine months pregnant for 80 miles. Now all of us who have ever had children before all have our stories about something crazy that happened when we were nine months pregnant, but I don't think any of us ever had to travel by foot and slate, sometimes sitting on a donkey 80 miles when we were nine months pregnant, but Mary had to do all of that. So I, I, I just imagine that when Mary told Luke this story that she did so smiling and laughing, recollecting all of these events because Mary knew that she was going to give birth to not just any child. She knew that the child that she was going to give birth to was the Son of God sent to save humanity from our sins. But she tells this story, and we know that she travels all the way to Bethlehem. But we also know that when she gets to Bethlehem, probably because it took them so long, because she was nine months pregnant and they didn't travel at a very fast pace, when she got to Bethlehem, there was no room for them. All of the guest rooms were full. They were packed with people. There was no room for this young pregnant couple. But I, then, this is how we know that, that Mary is giving us some details, because we learn about sweet, sweet Joseph. Now God chose not just Mary to be the mother, but also Jesus to be the earthly, or Joseph to be the earthly father of Jesus for a reason, because Joseph not only was he good and was he kind, but he was also a carpenter, and carpenters are creative. And so when they got to Bethlehem with no room for them, imagine being stuck outside, going into labor as they were out there. Joseph used his carpenter mind, and he got creative, and he went into where all the animals were, and he cleared them out of the way and he took that feeding trough and he dumped all the food out because animals can eat from the floor more you know the baby needed a place to lay and he went and he found some some bands of cloth because that was a custom for a mother to wrap her child in bands of cloth and so he went and he made all of this possible so that Mary had a place to give birth to the son of God and that same Son of God, who they named Jesus, would grow to disrupt the powers that be and redeem the world. It's an amazing story, isn't it? It's a powerful story. But it's so much more than a story. 
This isn't just some story that we tell. This isn't just some story that, that we tell once a year and we kind of think about for a moment. It is so much more than a story because Jesus, the Son of God, entered this world, this world on a night that we celebrate tonight as a humble child sent to reunite us with God, to reestablish our covenant with God and to save humanity from all of our yuckiness, all of our sins, all of our mistakes. And that's what tonight's all about. It's not about all the pomp and circumstance. It's about the story. It's about the story of Mary. It's about how a humble child was born. It's not about presents. It's not even about St. Nick. <laughs> Gotta love Zoe for her honesty, though. <laughs> but no, it's about Jesus. Sent for us because God wants to be in relationship with us. No matter how much we've messed up, no matter how much baggage we carry, no matter how many sins we've committed, no matter what we've done, no matter who we've been, it's all about Jesus, the Son of God, being born so that we can be in relationship with God. This is so much more than a story. Friends, will you join with me in a moment of prayer? Good and gracious God, I ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon everybody who is gathered here tonight. Lord, I ask that you bless them with your spirit so that they can enter into a relationship with you if they have not done so already. Bless them with your spirit, gracious God, so that you can know, or they can know that you love them no matter what they've done or who they've been. You love them unconditionally. Help us, Lord, on this Christmas Eve to prepare our hearts for Christ to prepare our hearts for a humble child who changed the world. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. <laughs>